you're listening to Give Me the Bible with Len. Today's topic is entitled Lovers. Hello, my radio friends. It's good to be with you today, and I'm glad you've tuned in for another Give Me the Bible program. Did you know that Australia is considered the second best country in the world in which to live? Different criteria are used by different research groups, but Australia is always in the top ten. According to the Business Insider Survey, in the article published on March 6, 2018, these are the world's best countries where to live. They are number one, Norway, number two, Australia, three, Switzerland, four, Germany, five, Denmark, six, Singapore, seven, the Netherlands or Holland as many people call it, eight, Ireland, nine, Iceland, 10, Canada, 11, United States of America, 12, Hong Kong, and then comes New Zealand, Sweden, and Liechtenstein. If you would ask your friends to name the top 10 countries, it's very possible that their list would vary considerably from the Business Insider results. When I asked the same question of my wife, she thought Norway and or Sweden would be amongst the top ten countries where to live. But circumstances change. Sweden has dropped significantly through the rankings down to number 14. You may ask, why? Don't they have a liberal society? a high standard of living and a good social system? Yes, but... As reported in an article published in the Telegraph News on February 22, 2017, Sweden has experienced a huge increase of immigrants from Syria, Iraq and African countries. This has dramatically affected life in Sweden. In 2014, Sweden accepted about 125,000 immigrants. In 2016, there were approximately 135,000. In 2017, 165,000. And by now, it would have reached half a million. And that equals 5% of the population. The children of any immigrant who receives citizen status have automatic rights to also emigrate to Sweden. Many of those children are already adults. You may remember seeing news items in recent years about the flood of political and economic refugees pouring into Europe because of the conditions in their home countries. Most of those refugees were young males, and most of them came from Muslim-dominated countries. 
A friend of mine recently forward, uh, forwarded a YouTube link about the situation in Sweden now. I viewed that YouTube link and then went on a search of my own. There were dozens of clips and articles that have been spread through the various social media outlets about the horrible and horrendous situation existing in Sweden and Germany, France and other European countries that have admitted these refugees. Crime has escalated through the roof. For you to learn more about the Swedish situation, why don't you go to YouTube on your computer or tablet and type in rape in Sweden. You'll probably be as horrified as I was. My friends, Satan is hard at work, destroying the lives of innocent people. The situation is so bad in some Swedish cities and towns, including Stockholm, the capital, that there are declared no-go areas where the police refuse to enter. The government seems powerless to control the situation and, it seems, is unwilling to release reports of what really is happening. Journalists are afraid to report what's happening too for fear of retaliation and the police are afraid of losing their lives. In Sweden, it's claimed that at least one in every four females will be raped during their lifetimes. Stories have emerged of gangs of sex-starved young refugee men who've raped little girls, just mere babies, and of course women of all ages. If you follow up and check the websites as I've suggested, you may also see clips of Muslim extremist clerics forcefully advocating sex violence against European women in order to populate Europe with Muslim children. Various gangs of these refugees have worked out schemes where, especially in crowds such as that might attend rock concerts, they will surround a woman and form a human barrier while others from the gang rape her right there in the crowd. And the police seem powerless to help, although many women report incidents but few of the perpetrators are ever prosecuted. In one case, I heard about a rapist who appealed against extradition on the grounds that sending him back to his home country was racial discrimination. You wouldn't believe it. He was granted Swedish citizenship on those grounds. You might rightly ask, has the world gone mad? Isn't society supposed to get better rather than worse? 
Those who look for a utopian society in this present age are despondently hopeful, but such a situation will never occur. The only way society will get better is when God steps in and destroys all evil and perpetrators of evil and makes all things new. In 2 Timothy 3, verses 1 to 3, the Bible describes what society will be. It says, Know this also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce-breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those who are good. That's not much of a list, is it? And you know, even in Australia, the world's second best country in which to live you could say that what the Bible says is so true in regard to our times. But even more accurately, it describes the situation in Sweden and other countries that have accepted the Syrian, Iraqi and African refugees in the last few years. The list in 2 Timothy goes on. But I'd like us to consider just one aspect of what I read. That aspect is lovers of their own selves. And this doesn't just refer to narcissism, where a person admires his or herself. It refers to doing when people willfully go about doing what they want to do, regardless of the feelings, rights and consequences to others. God has given human beings the right to choose how we live our lives and whom we will serve and honour. Consequently, every woman should have the right to live her life unmolested by men who just want to use her as a sex object. She should be able to walk down the street to do her shopping, not expecting to be groped or accosted. She should have the right to live her life in peace without being fearful of what might happen to her next. She should have the right to fall in love with a man of her choosing and live happily with him right through to old age. She should have the right to bear children of the partner of her choice. But those lovers of their own selves put their own brutish needs and desires first. They don't care about those they molest. In some ways, what is happening in Sweden is just like the survival of the fittest theory espoused by evolutionists. It denies the rights of others. Self 
and only self is the important thing. But the Bible teaches otherwise. You see, to start with, God's Ten Commandments are an outline of human rights. The teachings of Jesus strongly emphasize that human beings are to treat others as we would like to be treated ourselves. The apostles, such as John, reiterated the same theme. God's people are to respect others. In 1 John chapter 3, verses 11 through to 13, John wrote exactly on the topic we're considering today. He said, This is the message you heard from the beginning. We should love one another. Do not be like Cain, who belonged to the evil one, that Satan, and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own actions were evil, and his brothers were righteous. Cain could be described as a lover of his own self. He put his own priorities first, without uh, without allowing for the rights of his brother, just as in the cases of the refugee rapists in Sweden. What they want is their first priority. It doesn't matter to them that the lives of their victims are ruined, that families are broken up, and the reputation of their host country is damaged. Three factors stand out as to why the refugee rapists do what they do, and after the break we'll deal with those three factors. Well, there was a time on earth When in the books of heaven An old account was standing For sins yet unforgiven My name was at the top And many things below But I went unto the keeper And settled it long ago, long ago Long ago Yes, the old account was settled long ago and the record's clear today Cause he washed my sins away And the old account was settled long ago Well, the old account was large And growing every day And I was always sinning And I never tried to pray But when I looked ahead And saw such pain and woe Well, I went unto the keeper and settled it long ago, long ago, long ago. Yes, the old account was settled long ago, and the record's clear today, cause he washed my sins away, and the old account was settled long ago. Now, sinner, seek the Lord, repent of all your sins, cause this he has commanded, if you would enter in. And then if you should live a hundred years below, well, 
Well, you know you got it settled Cause you settled it long ago, long ago Long ago Yes, the old account was settled long ago And the record's clear today Cause he washed my sins away And the old account was settled long ago Just before the break, I mentioned to you that there are three factors that stand out why these refugee rapists do what they do. Firstly, they rape in order to satisfy their own sexual desires. Secondly, they rape because they regard it as an acceptable way of promoting, promoting, that is, the Muslim religion. Thirdly, and I find this absolutely weird. They give Allah the praise for the strength, virility and opportunity to force themselves on unsuspecting innocent women. That Sweden has humanely opened its borders in pity to help those unfortunate refugees makes me think of a family who opens up its home to help some person down on his luck. The family provides him with food and shelter. They give support, a home, their resources and even money to help him re-establish his life. But then, despite all the family's kindness, help and support, the one who they helped so much takes advantage of their kindnesses and manically rapes the wife, the female daughters, and then trashes their home. And you know, that is exactly like the Swedish scenario. And on a larger scale, it is exactly what's happened with the world. God created this world and it was good. He provided the perfect environment for human beings to live a happy and satisfying life but then that nasty refugee Satan and his mob of cronies came to the earth uninvited and took over they took away the innocence of our first parents they set about to destroy what God had made so that in this day and age environmentally socially and morally this planet is sick and dying. A little earlier I mentioned three aspects of what motives are behind threat refugee rapists in Sweden. And just to remind you, they rape to satisfy their own uncontrolled sexual desires. Secondly, they've been urged by some of their radical teachers that this is a good way to promote the Muslim religion. And thirdly, they give Allah the praise. In other words, they rape in the name of Allah. In a previous program, I spoke to you about Muslims and that conservative Muslims can be expected to be law-abiding, respectable, decent people. But it must be understood that, as in most other religious groups, Muslims have extremists desperados and fanatics. 
the extremists, desperados and fanatics are the ones who usually hit the headlines. In Sweden, hundreds of thousands of refugees are alive today because of the good graces of the Swedish nation. Even so, the refugees want it their own way. They want to impose their Sharia law, their way of life, and their morality, or lack of it, on those who provide them safety and sanction. You would think that they would be more grateful to the Swedes. Some writers have advocated that if the refugees don't like the way of life their host country has, they should go back to where they came from. Others have strongly suggested that according to the United Nations Charter of Human Rights, the victims also have responsibility to their benefactors. Therefore, they, that's the refugees, should make some effort to repay their hosts for their generosity in some way. Another point made is that most of the refugees come from Muslim countries where there is violence, strict religious control and disregard for many human rights. The countries of origin the refugees come from are all messed up, but the refugees seem to want to mess up their host countries. On point number two just mentioned, to promote one's religion by legal means shows that the religion itself is based on a wrong, no, an evil foundation. What those inflammatory, radical teachers have been doing is filling the minds of vulnerable young men with hate speech. This is wrong. Just as it's wrong to teach and perform rape as a means of promoting any religious belief. The Bible is quite clear that those sorts of behaviours are not supported by God. God's people are to be kind, decent, and respectful of others. Genuine hate speech, as demonstrated by those radical Muslim teachers, is an unadulterated evil. Now I have a Quran, the Muslim holy book, and it does not teach that it is acceptable to rape and ravage, destroying lives and property. On the third point, about Muslim refugees have caused so much trouble as has happened in Sweden, they seem not to be bothered by their consciences because they feel that what they've done has the approval of Allah, the name the Muslims give to God. In other words, they do what they do in the name of Allah. Whatever is done in God's name or in the name of Allah reflects his character. Jesus explained this more. In Mark 9.41, he said, For whosoever shall give a cup of water to drink in my name, because you belong to Christ, importantly, I say to you, you shall not lose your reward. When we use the name of God or Christ or whoever, 
we attribute the action taken to him. It's like saying, oh, this is from my father. When after performing a crime, if a terrorist or refugee says, praise be to Allah, it's like saying, Allah approves of what I have done. Either those criminal refugees have misunderstood something, or that Allah is a terrible God. My friends, I'm so glad to be a Christian. I'm so glad that we have the Bible to guide us. And I'm so God, uh, so glad that our God is kind and loving, not vengeful and cruel. And I'm so glad we've been given guidelines of behaviour and admonition that brings peace and harmony in society rather than confusion and trouble. Living in Australia, as recognised by various research organisations, is relatively comfortable and safe. Here we recognise the rights of others and our laws protect those rights. We have freedom to move, to believe and live as we choose because although this country is regarded as secular, our laws are based on God's goodwill and instructions. What a blessing it is to live in Australia. But even better, God has a plan that his faithful people will live in complete safety and harmony when he makes all things new after Jesus' second coming. I suspect there are many Swedes who look forward to that time, just as I do. And it's my hope that you look forward to Jesus' coming too. It's time to stop. Why don't you join me next time? And until then, I wish you hope and joy and peace. Satan's jewel crown I've worn it so long But God for my soul has reached down His love set me free He made me His own And helped me cast off Satan's jewel If I could be king And ruler of nations Where jewels and diamonds profound I'd rather know That I had salvation Than to know my reward Is Satan's jewel crown Satan's jewel crown I've worn it so long But God for my soul has reached down His love set me free He made me his own And help me 
when I live my life so reckless and evil, drinking and running around the things I would do were the will of the devil. I was giving my soul for Satan's jewel crown, Satan's jewel crown, I've worn it so long, but God for my soul has reached down, His love set me free. Made me his own and helped me cast off Satan's jewel crown and helped me cast off. 